Guys, we reopened up for a question and answer. I'm not going to ask you why God didn't bless any of every other woman. I think every Jew is blessed, yeah. and on some level, every human's blessed. Yeah. But I do want to talk to you about something else. In the past, there's only one thing you should say: Baruch Hashem, you saved me from whatever I didn't belong. But now it's important for me to talk to you about today and tomorrow. Yeah. You're 28, not 18. Yeah. So at this point, you need to be focusing on the other thing. Yeah. Now you got to start be focusing on. You know what? At this point, it's not about God saving me from the wrong choice. At this point, maybe I'm lacking the faith to just take a jump yeah. instead of having to have everything absolutely perfect with a written guarantee that I won't have no bumps in my life. Yeah. So I will share with you that you should be happy about yesterday. But with that, and more importantly for right now, is be focused on today because the time is now. So it's not a question why didn't God save other people and I don't think anyone was was not saved. No. You gotta be proactive is what we're talking about here. Luck is one thing. Luck is nothing we can give a class about right now. It's not gonna help you or me, other than we all have divine luck. But what I am gonna tell you right now is you need to shift out of feeling lucky into really feeling lucky enough to be proactive. Who has done? Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Without looking around the room and making eye contact with anyone, from yeah. the people that I know, I can tell you right now four people okay. that were able to act in the right moment. Okay. Not over yet, but four people that acted on the right moment. They started the journey. They're moving. They're going from the two lines of the hay into the third line of the hay. And that's what we need. Go ahead. Of us. By the way, I didn't say rabbi, I said mentor. I just want to be clear about that. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting question. I will tell you, as, as scary as it is to surrender, it's as scary the egocentricism of thinking that I can make my own choices, what's best for me. 
without realizing that there are things that I don't know yet and don't see because I'm so busy within myself. But with that being said, you ask a very good question. I didn't tell you to go over to a mentor and tell the mentor, all right, listen, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, who am I supposed to marry? Him, him, or him? No. What I told you was to go through a thorough, thorough work, research, present to him thorough scenarios. Tell him why you feel each one is right and each one is wrong. And then you're asking him, okay, please help me step out of my situation so I can see it not from the egocentric of what I think is better or what I feel is easier, but if I wasn't emotionally involved, what would be the right thing? Let me tell you what you're really asking the mentor. What you're really asking the mentor is, if someone else asked me this question, what would I answer? Because that's not the answer I'm going to give myself because I'm emotionally blinded. So I'm not telling you just walk over to someone tell me what to do. It's very interesting. One of the most major sikhist talks that the Rebbe of Blessed Memory gave to the Shluchim was this concept. The word shliach plus ten faculties equals Mashiach. And the Rebbe said like this, instead of always writing and asking me, take the ten faculties that God gave you because as an emissary of above, connected to your ten faculties, completely dedicated and hard work of figuring out what Hashem wants, together it's Mashiach. That's how we bring Mashiach. So there isn't any, you know, I'll just pick someone why I don't need to, that's a slave. The slave doesn't want to be free because as bitter as life is, I have a master who's responsible. I never made a mistake in my life, my master. Let, let me share with you. What if the mentor's wrong? I can ask you about you. What, what if you're wrong? But the one thing you could do is if you're mature and you sat and thought, does this guy understand me? Is this guy the right mentor for me? And then lay down the facts. The one thing that you did do was you removed the most blinding spot of the human humanity from making the right decisions. So, yeah, the person could be wrong. But if you chose smartly and you did your diligent work and you put down on the table all the facts and you've allowed him or her to really get to know you, your weak spots and your strong spots, then logic says that it won't be wrong because all he's doing is he's actually being you without being emotionally related to the situation. Matchmaker is a little different, yeah. Matchmaker, you hope that was what a matchmaker would be. But the matchmakers traditionally is pants, skirt, give me a check. That's unfortunately. But you hope that that would be. If someone in your family made a shidduch for you, someone who knows you from childhood and knows the other person from childhood and says, you know something, this is really great for you and they really care about you, yeah, then that's what we're talking about. And that's what we're talking about. Anyone else? Well, when the mentor is as an advisor and it's not a binding decision. It's binding in the world of Chabad. It's binding until you choose to change mentors. And you can't change mentors in the middle of a question. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
if I choose you as my mentor, there's also a divine thing part of it. That being that the Pirkei Avot, as the Father say, makes you a mentor, we also believe that if you chose properly and you did your homework properly, besides the logic behind it, that person also has the Mishnah's power to give you the right answer. That's a divine thing involved there too. But other than that, once you've taken this person as a mentor, until you let him know, you know more my mentor, he's your mentor. And if this question that he asked you is that you asked of him or her, and they give you an answer which you shudder when you hear that answer, do it, and then after that, the next time around, change. I, by the way, I actually had that experience. I actually took three people and made them as a mentor. I was talking to them, I was blue in my face, you guys are making me commit suicide. They kept their word, and it was, it was the end of the story. I'm sorry, just one moment, please. Go ahead, I'm sorry, what are you asking? When you say the right one, you mean the right mentor? The right what? Let me tell you something. If there was a way to know that you got the right one, and I knew that, I would be a zillionaire. There is no question, there's no question that tonight's, tonight's topic was Emuna being open to the right moment. Emuna and how do you know aren't a good shidduch. Either I know or I have faith. But please, I want to be extremely careful with what I'm telling you right now. In Chabad, the Rebbe's gave us a tradition. The heart begins where the mind ends, not a minute before. Do not use emuna as a scapegoat of not having to engage your mind in the difficult process of figuring it out. After your mind has gone full throttle as far as it could go, and intellectually it makes sense, then start praying. That's not true. No, I didn't say the Jewish culture. I said in God's world. <laughs> That's a different story. There's a different story. There is a teaching of, of uh, that I don't like talking about too much, but there's a certain teaching that sometimes a soul comes down to this life without its mate. Yeah. What's the probability of that? One out of 12. You have 12 friends that are married? <coughs> okay, so then you're not in trouble. <laughs> no, I'm playing with you. I, uh, the, the probability of that is, I have no idea. But I'm just saying there is such a teaching, and I can only know this teaching hindsight. If 80 years old, and is on his deathbed, he didn't get married, then I know that his soulmate didn't come down. You follow what I'm saying? You can never know this foresight. You can't decide, that's it, my soulmate didn't come down. That would be what I just told Boris, using Emuna against yourself instead of for yourself. We need to engage our brain and be as proactive as possible. I'm telling you to a girl from LA who's in Florida. <laughs> It's, it's extremely, really, what I'm going to share with you right now, just in a quick moment. I know you for just five minutes. 
it's extremely important to step out of your center and try to see things as God sees it. If not, you'll always have a reason. There'll always be someone to blame. It's either the constellations didn't set up right for you, or there's no mazel, or you missed your time, or this and that. Step out of your center, engage totally, and when everything makes sense, take a leap of faith. Okay, guys? Challenge time. <laughs>